When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star. It's great to be back. I'm Johnny Venerable. Joined as always, my dear, dear friend, Bo Brock, live from PHNX downtown Phoenix. Bo, holding down the fort a few days while old Kyler Murray's back on the practice field. Well, well, well. How, how, how sweet it is. Johnny Venerable goes away. News breaks around this organization. Did you go full nature boy on us when you, while you were muted? Were you just giving us big long woo that nobody got to hear? We we got to see it on YouTube, but we didn't get to hear it. Yeah, it's it's you know <laughs> it's it's a byproduct of K one coming back, and that's what we're going to talk about today because it's it's a celebratory week, right? Like I I'm very jealous. I I missed out on the celebration that was Wednesday and. And, and subsequently Tuesday when the news was announced. But, you know, we, we've done our best to tease what we've been able to over the course of the past week. And you know, by all accounts, we felt like this was a pretty good opportunity for Kyler Murray to come back this week. And it's come to fruition. Now, what I did not expect, Bull Brock, I thought he'd look good to some degree. You know, you've got some great clips out there. PH Next Cardinals at Bull Brock on Twitter. I did not think he would look this good. And I think there is real temptation by this team to just... Rip that bandaid off because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a Josh Dobbs guy. I think he's done an admirable job. You can't tell me right now there's not a stark difference between old Joshua Dobbs and certain number K1, number one out there on the practice field. Yeah, I mean, why why, why delay any longer, Producer Damon? Why don't we get some footage of Kyler Murray from Friday's practice? Because, it, uh, man, this is this is stuff you seek out. With it. Yeah, just you, you just turn this on. If you got a big screen, put it on the biggest screen you have in your house because you got to watch Kyler Murray. Just get back there, and and yeah, that's exactly that, that's the way that's the verb I would use there, uh, Johnny. Is rip it. It's just, he's just letting it go uh, before this, and you'll see the the last clip that we have in this. He kind of aired it out as well. He was he was on the north side of the football field, just really warming up. Here he is. He just fumbles around, kind of the handoff, and then on the run. Drops an absolute dime into the hands of number two Hollywood Brown. That was our first glimpse of that that reconnection. Oh, and then there's this little one uh, to Damian Williams. Catches him in stride. Uh, I mean, we can just keep that on a loop right there, and I think we'll captivate an audience for about an hour and a half if we want uh, of yeah. 60 seconds of Kyler Murray just throwing the football. But the arm talent, it, it's th- there's such a difference between the arm talent that's been in this building since he's been away 
in Kyler Murray's ability to to make all the throws. I mean, it is you talk about like the difference in the sound of the ball off the bat on some hitters in Major League Baseball. Like you can definitely see a difference between Kyler Murray just slinging it out there and, you know, some pedestrian to some, you know, entry level type quarterback play. Uh, there, there's a distinct difference. Love it. Well, it's interesting. Like you say arm talent. I think a lot of people go to like arm strength. Mm-hmm. Joshua Dobbs has got a, has a big arm. Like we saw it. He's just not very accurate right now. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray was one of the most accurate deep ball throwers in the NFL when he was humming two years ago. He's got a completion percentage that outside of an anomaly 2021 season has gotten better every year since Oklahoma. Like his arm talent is elite. Like that's uh, cannot be questioned. Like where he struggled is staying healthy, you know, his size, right? But elite mobility, elite arm talent. And that's been on display these first couple days of practice. And, you know, it's interesting. We dropped in the audio only podcast last night. I encourage everybody to go check it out. You made a good point, Bo. Like Kyler Murray is not hurt in the sense that he's back from injury and they're, you know, cranking it up and he's limited in practice and he's icing his knee. No, no, no. Kyler Murray is 100% healthy to practice, right? Right. There are no limitations right now. We think, we know, for him practicing with the Arizona Cardinals right now. It is all about mental reps, physical reps, getting comfortable with Drew Petzing's offense. But, like, I think a lot of people, maybe myself included, thought Kyler's going to go out there and they're going to slow play this because of his knee, right? When in reality, like, all the stuff he's been doing over the course of the 9- to 10-month recovery timeline has been about being 100% physically and now that he's there it's like well should we even be surprised by this kind of result well i mean this isn't 2009 acl reconstruction right this isn't you know you're going to come out there in the first signs of you on the practice field you've got a big bulky knee brace like we actually don't see a knee brace for kyler murray he's wearing the black tights uh so he's not even wearing one of those big squeaky knee braces and he's not like you said going in and immediately like icing his knee Otherwise, you know, if a monsoon hits, he's going to feel it in his bones. You know, it's not like an old, it's not an old squeaky knee. I mean, things have changed. This has become almost a near exact science as far as, you know, these procedures go on these ligaments in your knee, you know, your throwing arm, whatever it may be. And then the rehab has even become even more so. I mean, as far as what they've been able to dial in and in the program that Buddy Morris has put these guys on, it got Kyler Murray to a position and how they were cautious and patient with this to where when he was able to get back to practice, it was going to be primarily about football and getting back into football shape. Because before that, before he was designated return on Wednesday, what Jonathan Gannon described it as a health bucket. He was trying to get he was he was trying to fill up his health bucket. He was trying to get check off everything he possibly could to get himself as healthy as possible to be pretty much on par with everybody else in that locker room, with everybody else across the league. Now, obviously, it's something you're monitoring, right? And and there's there's still a part of uh, of the rehab, but most of it goes into him rehabbing himself into football shape. So it came out this week, multiple people. Bo Brock reported this as well, being at practice. Kyler Murray's taking reps with the first team. And we've got a question in the chat. Dylan Richards, friend of the program, basically saying, like, what's happening now with Joshua Dobbs? And this was always one of the most interesting dynamics and facets of Kyler Murray. When and how does he return? And how do they prepare him for this game whenever he does come back? In the sense that, like, Dobbs needs a bunch of reps, too. Like, he needs he needs first team reps ahead of Seattle. He's starting this weekend at Seattle. But, like, I see Kyler Murray announced on Wednesday off of Pup, and then I hear 
oh, he's got first team reps. Like that tells me they're trying to expedite this to see if it's viable for him to play against Baltimore. I, it yeah. feels like, and again, could very well be an Atlanta return. We're going to talk about the impact of him potentially not playing in Cleveland. But I, I do think that first team reps are is not nothing. That's that's substantial. Do you agree with that? Let's listen to quarterback coach Israel Wolfork. We got to catch up with him uh, post-practice, and he, he gave us some pretty in-depth uh, insight into what, how Kyler Murray is working right now in his first week back on the practice field. It's right now we're just worried about him just getting back in the flow of things, and that's just a process of it. I think we got to take it day by day. I don't, I don't know when that's going to happen, but the job he has right now, he's running with our twos right now against our starting defense, which is an awesome opportunity for him to, to feel speed and have guys rushing at you. Our pass rush is pretty good. Um, he's getting out there. He's coaching up some of the younger practice squad players, so that's helping out with leaderships and other things like that. But like I said, just day by day, Rep after rep, throwing the guys in RVA, all that's big, and he's super excited just to be out there doing it. That was going to be yeah, yeah, I mean, our ones are our ones, and he's getting reps with the ones also, but a lot of the majority of his reps is going against our starting defense, which I think is, is going to be an awesome, awesome like tool for him to get back in the swing of things, like I keep saying, but it's different when you're going against the ones. <laughs> so <laughs> the speed of it, and I think he's going to get our team ready to play. We had uh, Israel Wolfwerk, Izzy, as they call him, backed up against the wall there, and he didn't uh, he didn't flinch at all. I mean, they're confident as far as what they have, the process in place for Kyler Murray, but you, you heard him there, right? Primarily, he's working with the twos. He's working with the second-team offense, which goes against the first-team defense, getting him up to speed, seeing that game speed in real action uh, and in real time, and like then they'll dabble, as my co-host likes. They'll just dabble in a couple first team reps here and there and that's not like taking away like I'm sure they did the same thing with Clayton Toon all throughout Joshua Dobbs starting yeah. tenure here with the Arizona Cardinals it's like Joshua Dobbs goes in there and gets the important reps especially the, the reps that are designed for that week's game plan and in an install uh, and then I'm sure that they they get Kyler Murray just worked in there uh, just like they would a, another a backup type quarterback but you know i mean he's he's, he's not going to be activated this weekend so i mean it takes reps away from somebody probably you know clayton tune is the casualty there um but you know you're getting him those looks and, and probably a, an easier look than going up against the first team defense so i think for for everybody on you know pins and needles waiting for him to return i think this is exciting but at the same time like i don't want to be a wet blanket on this podcast we've been told for a while Two weeks minimum prep. Well, that would put him in line to potentially play next weekend against the Baltimore Ravens, like two full weeks of practice, team meetings as quarterback one. I, I think that's asking a lot, frankly, and I'm going to tell you why. So we're going to talk about the injury report later in the show. Garrett Williams is, is limited and with the potential for him not to play again. That would be mm -hmm. after, what, two and a half weeks of practice. They are going to slow play these ACL guys. They already have, right, especially with guys like Williams and Kyler Murray that are part of their future. Um, I know definitively they want to have him start at home. I, I don't think there is any interest I know. But what about the him. playing surface, Johnny? Remember how people were up in arms about the State Farm Stadium playing the good, surface? The good news is he's been working with the Sod Father. The Sod Father right. and Kyler and the training staff, they've all yeah. been out there together inspecting right. every uh, blade of grass. No, uh, Sod Father, I told you, <laughs> he's down here working at Basha High School. Good for him. Uh, they have no desire to play him at Cleveland. Let me repeat that. They have no desire for Kyler Murray to expose him to, to Miles Garrett, his first game back with DJ Humphreys being a turnstile right now. 
The Cleveland Browns have the best defense <laughs> in the NFL. The, hang on. The Cleveland Browns have the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. They're, they're playing surface, super sketch, right? They want to debut Kyler Murray at home at State Farm Stadium. So it's either going to be Baltimore next week, two weeks later, Atlanta. Um, if you had to ask me right now, I know a lot of people are asking in the chat. I believe it will be Atlanta. I think that it's going to be tempting because he's, he looks fucking awesome and he's going to look even better next week. Mm-hmm. But I think that in the grand scheme of things, I mean, we could be looking at a team that's one and six next week and it's, they're going to be like, yeah, well, Baltimore's a tough team. The Browns are a tough team. Like Kyler Murray could absolutely shred the Atlanta Falcons in week 10. And that what that would do for his confidence, the team's confidence, it's going to be, I would say it's about 50-50 plays against Baltimore. I would wow. sli- side, with the, side with the side of him playing in Atlanta, or excuse me, against Atlanta in three weeks. And I again, week 10, you're going to get nine games then. Eight, eight, nine games, eight games. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where things stand as of right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're Jonathan Gannon, if you're Drew Petzing, if you're any anybody involved in the decision-making for this organization, you better... P- make your decision right now like and and here's why because there is going to be an overwhelming sense of temptation if this offense struggles again this weekend to just deploy kyler murray against the baltimore ravens neck like there's going to be an unreal amount of temptation to just say fuck it Let's go. Let's just put them back there. I mean, let's just start this process right now. Let's rip this Band-Aid sure. off. So, like, I think if, if they want to be this this cautious organization that follows the process that they've that they've done in, in a ton of credit, and this isn't like an indictment on the organization. I'm just no. saying, like, Kyler Murray, like, Kyler Murray's going to push him to play him. And, like, the idea, of what, the idea of Kyler Murray getting back on the playing field, what he brings – uh, to a team and, and his abilities, like his 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 playmaking, his arm, the arm talent we talked about, like that's going to be so tempting. Like, I mean, we are talking just overwhelming amount amount of, of temptation to just throw him in there. Yeah, and again, like everybody in the chat, I love the energy. Like, just throw him out there. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> this this season, they're they're struggling right now. But then you have comments like this, and I think Donnie. Donnie brings up a very viable point for for a lot of Cardinal fans and then people outside this organization. Okay, just don't see the point of bringing him back. Two and seven, one and eight seems like a ticket sales move. I think Donnie, it's a move to set them up for twenty twenty four, and they have to have certainty at the quarterback position, whether it's Kyler Murray or Drake May or Caleb Williams. Now you might say to yourself, "Well, if we play Kyler and he wins a couple of games, we'll get knocked out of the quarterback derby." That's a risk. And it, you guys can call this naive. I have this source like they're willing to take that risk. Mm-hmm. They feel like if Kyler Murray comes back and wins games for him at the end of the season with this roster off a, off a torn ACL with no offseason, they feel pretty confident he's going to be able to go through 2024 and be an impact player next fall. But if yeah. he plays poorly and they lose and they continue to lose, well, then that decision just kind of takes care of itself. They will draft Caleb Williams or Drake May if they have one of the first two picks. I feel confident in that. Kyler Murray can come and force the issue and says, not so fast. You got one win. I'm coming back week 10. You're going to have five wins by the end of the season. And we're going to go get Joe Alt or somebody else. So I, again, I, I totally understand where Donnie's coming from because it's a question I asked in the preseason, in the off season, mm-hmm. like what are, what are they going to do? How are they going to be able to navigate this? They are, as this podcast has been telling you since before the start of the season, staunchly committed to playing Kyler Murray this year and giving him every opportunity to reemerge as the franchise quarterback we all saw 
18 months ago. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of things that are that are true, and they don't exactly mesh at you know down the line with the Arizona Cardinals organization, right? One that the relationship between Jonathan Gannon and Kyler Murray it is a budding bromance, if not just a full blown bromance. Like they they love how each other operate and prepare, and and how they are in the competitiveness. Like they are in lockstep with each other. But then the other side of this is. Jonathan Gannon, like he will be with you all the way, but he, you have to show it on the grass, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he said he said that about several players to this point. You know, ever since he took this job, he's like, "Hey, we hear these different things about Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, like all these guys that have been, you know, dubbed talented, right? And, and how are you going to deploy them? It's like we have this idea, right? And we we talk about it and we talk strategy and and how you know we can really kind of. Uh, take advantage of of their skill sets, right? But it, it it doesn't matter shit unless they hit the grass and, and we see how that works out. And I think the same can be said about Kyler Murray. And, and so far, he's showing it in practice. And then he's going to have to show it in the games, and and that's going to be another checkpoint for this organization. But you know, as I mentioned on on the audio only, like to this organization hit the reset button back in January, and yep. they they brought in new leadership. Uh, in the front office and Monty Austin Fort and the coaching staff, and Jonathan Gannon and crew. And it, it's all going in the right direction. And th- now they're making these decisions as far as roster wise, and they've cleaned house and they've got rid of some uh, former big picks and big money trades and big bunny free agents. And they're pretty much down to the studs. Now they have one huge looming decision to make. If the Arizona Cardinals decide to pivot off of Kyler Murray. Then you're looking at, okay, are we going to be able to sell a fan base on Joshua Dobbs potentially as a bridge to a rookie quarterback, or are you going to just start a rookie quarterback right away? Like just to kind of have to restart at the quarterback position, you know, as early as, you know, next March, I think that's asking this, this fan base for even more patience than, than before. Well, but again, that, that issue or that potential dilemma takes care of itself. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and say I know 100% certainty. Like, if they're picking second overall, like, Mm -hmm. they could conceivably trade that pick. But are you playing – like, how does Kyler Murray look in route to getting to the second overall pick? Mm -hmm. Does he struggle? Does he, God forbid, get hurt again? Or does he play really well, but he just can't overcome the defense? Like, there are layers to this, right? Could you trade the rights to the second overall pick for three additional first-rounders and take all that draft capital and say, we're going to – have two first rounders in the first round for the next three years. All that's going to go into making Kyler Murray a Super Bowl contender with the Arizona Cardinals. Like that's conceivable. Yeah. But I mean, like there are a lot of really good coaches around this league that are stuck in quarterback purgatory. You have to be definitive in your decision, whether it's K one or somebody else. But to your point, Bo, like it will test the patience of this fan base. If Kyler Murray comes back, they lose. They trade away Kyler Murray and then they hit the reset button yet again. Because if you're if you're starting a rookie, like that's your expectations are, hey, everybody, play it cool for another year while we right. get Drake May or Caleb Williams acclimated to the NFL. Like what happening, what's happening with CJ Stroud? That's an anomaly. If you return Kyler Murray, and I've said this many times, as a part of this group in 2024, like you need to be in the playoff discussion. You need to be in the mix in the dismal quarterback hellscape of the NFC to make the playoffs as a seven seed, a six seed or an ascending team. You've got, I checked it this morning. Mm -hmm. They have not, we always talk about like the first three rounds, the NFL draft. They've got two fours and three fives right now on top of, 
They have six picks in the top 85. They've got $80 million in cap space, a ton of dead weight they can shed. Mm. Austin Ford is going to be able to make this roster unrecognizable in the best possible way in route to 2024. And if Kyler Murray is the person to steer this ship toward the, the postseason, then hell yeah, let's go. But it's the money. It's always been about the money. It's never been about, in my opinion, Kyler Murray, the person or the player with Austin Ford and Gannon. Yeah. It's and we build a Super Bowl team, and that's what the goal is around Kyler Murray while he's making $50 million. And I think they can. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's it's easier said than done. I mean, I, I think that Kyler Murray, there are far less questions than there were in Chicago about Justin Fields. Not even and, close. There was the the Bears, they pulled off one of those deals, right? Where they were in the top spot and they're like, yeah. oh, look at all this draft capital we got. We are going to build around Justin Fields. And if you get the quarterback wrong, it doesn't fucking matter, right? Right. It doesn't matter. But also, you've got to be able to hit on some of those picks. And, and I'm looking at this Bears draft class and I'm not really seeing anybody that like has stood out in right. year one and, and is like, trending towards being a developing, you know, impact maker down the line. Like the extra picks they got, they use it on a corner uh, out of Florida. They, they, and they've got another pick that could be a high one this year, but they're right there picking with that same selection. So we're going to take it, a quarterback. Like right. Justin it, Fields it, it is pay off. Right. with that franchise. Right. So we're going to have to burn one on a QB. I, I think, you know, with the far less questions to have answered with Kyler Murray, and if he just answers a few of them, that this organization would feel more than comfortable moving forward with him. And then having, I think the infrastructure in place from the front office position, the scouting department to really capitalize on the draft capital that they acquired this past off season. Like they're in a way better spot than, than, you know, Chicago that kind of was the talk of the football world for this entire off season for what they've done. The bears are going to have, a new head coach, they could have a new GM and they could have a new quarterback. Like they're going to, they're going to start over this off season. The Cardinals conceivably could run it back with all three of those individuals, Arizona heat 85. Love this yeah. comment. Um, there's zero chance they move on for Murray. So long as he looks good. I agree with that. Kyler Murray's yeah. out there carving up defenses in the second half of the season takes care of everything. And you know, you would say like the wins are important. Like let's use the optics. Like everybody saw as a rookie, Kyler Murray was really effing good. And that team just couldn't contend because of the roster. If Kyler Murray is losing to Pittsburgh and Seattle and the LA Rams in the second half of this year, and he's got a two to one, dare I say a three to one touchdown interception ratio, and this defense continues to blow, then like we're not going to put that on Kyler Murray. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to be saying, fix the defense, you know, fix the left side of the offensive line. So I, I think Arizona Heat spot on. Like fans don't, to your point, Bo. They don't. They will not want to pivot off Kyler Murray for good mm-hmm. reason if he looks good, and this and this team needs everything else. Like I keep hearing from people, like, why are we talking about Drake May and Caleb Williams when they need defensive linemen, offensive linemen, cornerback help? They could take a generational wide receiver. Kyler Murray, when he's healthy, is something they don't have enough of on this roster. A known commodity, an elite commodity. They've mm-hmm. got about what two or three of those guys max that fit that description. Then go find more with all your assets this offseason. There, there is no like. There's nobody that's kind of down on Kyler Murray that's inside that organization. Like there, there is a they are f- very convicted on his ability to be a franchise quarterback. And, and we've talked to so many people, like time, from our time on Radio Row, where you and I were talking to James Connor and Rondell Moore and a, and a bunch of his teammates. And now hearing from his head coach and, jo- and Jonathan Gannon that he's a franchise quarterback and Monty Awesome Fort. I talked to Greg Dortch like on Tuesday, the day before he was designated to return. I said, you know what, you know, potentially does Kyler Murray bring to practice immediately? And he said, 
his confidence, he just oozes confidence that trickles down to the rest of the roster and elevates everybody's play. And it's interesting because then I asked Jonathan Gannon today, like, what is what is Kyler Murray? What does Buda Baker do for the preparation process? How does he help? How do they help you there? And he says they basically, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, but he, he used the word juice. Like they bring juice to the to the practice. Like yep. it, it ratcheted up a notch just be, by the way that they prepare, the, the way that they carry themselves out there, and the way that you better be on your game, or they're going to either a beat you uh, if you're a defender from Kyler Murray, or or if you're an offensive player, Buda Baker is going to bust your ass. I also think like again, it's going to sound cliche to say. But we ought to be able to talk about this in a safe space here. Like Kyler Murray has probably done a lot of growing up over these past 18 months. Like that's okay. As an early 20-year-old now in his mid-20s, he's evolved into a different person. The Mm. expectations have changed. His mindset has likely changed. He's around high-level people. Like everybody here has a ceiling when you surround yourselves, frankly, with low-level people. Like Steve Kime was a low-level general manager. Cliff Kingsbury liked the guy personally over his head as an NFL head coach. They enabled probably some bad habits on and off the field for Kyler Murray. Now he's around high-level people, respected people, Jonathan Gannon, Super Bowl defensive coordinator, Monty Austin for the New England Belichick tree of, of executives, and the people in Tennessee couldn't speak more highly of him. Like, if he gets the buy-in from those people, like, who are we to scoff and say, well, it's, it's the Kyler Murray of old, right? right? We should allow these young players to acclimate themselves and to and to be able to evolve and, and grow up like I was I wouldn't have been ready to take over uh, an NFL <laughs> franchise as the best player in my early 20s. Good hell, it would have been a disaster. Right. Okay. And so I, I think this goes to kind of what Yowers in there. You were say, is saying with a super chat. Right. Two dollars. Thank you so much. Caleb Williams wants partial ownership. Laugh out loud. No need, sir. Like Caleb Williams, elite college prospect is showing a lot of the, let's just call it the emotional development that needs to be done that people were saying like Kyler Murray needs to work on. I think if you watch Caleb Williams right now, it's speaking to a lot of the criticism unfairly that that Kyler Murray received. And so I I don't think there's anybody in this fan base that that wants to go through that. And and so you've got got a young man now in in Kyler Murray that's that's evolved, presumably, and that's that's the best version of Kyler Murray. We want to reap the benefits of that selfishly. People who I I think... Um, crush Kyler Murray for you know, his his kind of uh, posture or the way he holds himself, conducts himself on, on the sidelines, his body language, all the stuff that people like to mit- nitpick about uh, Kyler Murray. Like, and, and then you see just how Caleb Williams has been in the face of adversity, or not even in the face of adversity. Before the loss to Notre Dame, where he threw three interceptions, you know there were articles coming out, big publications, GQ, where his dad Carl Williams was talking about how he. He wouldn't go to some of the bottom feeder franchise in the NFL. And now there's the, you know, the repurposed story from July from pro football talk that was picked up by a couple of the, uh, the, the trendy NFL accounts out there that like to just kind of take different quotes and cherry pick quotes here. And there. And, yeah. Yeah. Saying that he, he would want, you know, uh, ownership, uh, you know, pieces of ownership and stuff is like, okay, bro, that that's all fine and good. Like, Kyler Murray's never been guilty of any of that. Like all no. Kyler Murray wanted to be was was paid market value uh, for what a franchise quarterback wants and usually gets in their fourth year. They sign that that big money extension, and he just wants to play ball. And you know, part of this organization, the previous organization, previous regime, they they for whatever reason took exception to that, and they 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 
mudslung in, in, in the public arena through different sources and leaks and all that. And those days are done. And now you're seeing that Kyler Murray just wants to show up and compete. And he there, there's no baggage. There's no drama as far as I want a piece of ownership or I want, I want this. If we don't win, I want out. Or everything has to be perfect or I'm going to go elsewhere. It's like, no, this is a guy who's as competitive as they come that came to an organization back in 2019, didn't in, in a single way balk at that and, and said, I, I want to come here and help this organization that hasn't been a winner become a winner. And you have to really appreciate that. The Cardinals had a general manager who had an extreme DUI that had to spend multiple nights in a jail cell. And they had a coach that was one and done, an African-American coach that did not mm-hmm. look good, firing him after a one and done season and enabling your general manager. And then you had a top 10 bust. That's how that GM used that draft pick on taking Josh Rosen. Kyler Murray walked into all of that and never scoffed at any point. One offensive rookie of the year with a fired college head coach. Like, Kyler Murray has his faults. He's made mistakes in the past. That's what Kyler Murray walked into. And we all have just short memories, I guess, as it relates to, like, everybody has different circumstances, and people are saying, oh, Bryce Young's got the hardest, you know, road to, to being an NFL quarterback. Look at his circumstances. I don't know. Frank Wright <laughs> took a team in Indianapolis to the playoffs, and the right. NFC South is dog shit. Kyler Murray walked into the NFC West with teams going to back-to-back Super Bowls in the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. It's just... Again, I don't like to play the victim card here, but you can name very few players that have had more against them publicly than, than Kyler Murray. I want to get to some of these super chats. Um, this is from Joel, 499. I wish somebody would ask Michael Bidwell how he feels about K1 now with a new coaching staff. I think Michael Bidwell, for the first time in a long time, is listening to his football people. And both, if his football people are saying, hot damn, Kyler Murray looks awesome, he's mm-hmm. going to be our guy, Michael Bidwell is going to continue to cut those checks. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I don't. I don't think there's any. He he hasn't been in front of a microphone, and I think he's probably staying in the shadows, and and that's fine. And and letting yep. the new regime, uh, really establish itself. And and so far, so good. I mean, it. it you know, you'll see a couple reports come out about you know the last two decades of this organization, which are, are 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 rough, right? Like the the most recent one from the Athletic, and those are going to probably continue to leak out as they as they kind of try to battle these things with Terry McDonough and, and all the arbitration and all that, that, that was levied against them. Um, but look, I mean, he, I think he's getting a little hands off, but at the same time, it, it doesn't mean that he means any less business. I think it, this, this approach it's different, right? Less hands-on approach, which is, is working out because Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon, they're doing it primarily their way. And it's, and it's, it's a different ball game. It feels like in the last, you know, eight months. Alex, 499, the study clause is what changed the narrative surrounding Kyler Murray. I think, yeah, to some degree, the playoff loss against the L.A. Rams. But again, who put that study clause in there? Michael Bidwell, who, you know, is under fire, and Steve Kime, who has subsequently been been let go. So again, like, that study clause didn't come from Andy Reid. It didn't come from, you know, Bill Belichick, people, esteemed people in the NFL. Like, that came from Steve Kime. And I'm sure as hell, sure that Michael Bidwell regrets allowing that to happen. Because uh, they subsequently removed it 24 hours later from the public mm-hmm. backlash. So uh, Milwaukee Braves dollar ninety nine. Any updates on Garrett Williams going to go Sunday? Let's put a pin on that Milwaukee right. Braves. We're, we're going to talk about the injury report here in a second. But first, I mean, major announcement on this podcast: uh, Gila River Resorts and Casinos. How about this, guys? New partner alert. We are super excited, <laughs> so excited to partner with our friends at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. 
Arizona's biggest and best resorts and casinos. Again, fantastic. Sign up, Gila River Resorts and Casinos, $1 million Big Red Showdown. Stay in the game and get resorts. It is that easy. Play fun, free online for a chance to win. Get this, $1 million in cash. We love Gila River Resorts and Casinos because of, in part, how about their weekly pick em? Went up to $1,000 in a bonus play every single week. They've got monthly drawings, November 5th, December 3rd, Cardinal Games, tickets, memorial play, bonus play, prop cards for select football games. And again, how about went up to $100,000 in cash for those 21 and over. Visit GilaMillionDollarShowdown.com to get in on the action. For more information, check them out, Gila River Resorts and Casinos. I was at their sports book earlier today. Uh, down at Wild Pass, who's fan flipping tastic. Love our friends at Gila River. So excited that they're in the fold, Bo Brock. Yeah, we're always excited that our friends over at Four Peaks is in the fold as well. We love it. Uh, they just had the, they've got their pumpkin part carving going down on Wednesday. You don't want to miss out on that. You can find out more about Four Peaks and all their different uh, events going on. Go to fourpeaks.com slash events. But you know what? They can have fun as far as pumpkin carving. And of course, you know, it's synonymous with going and watching a game, but also what they're synonymous with, uh, including the Valley of the Sun here in Phoenix and the surrounding area is their beer. I mean, unbelievable what they're doing. Of course, we got the Redbird Lager, you got the Kilt Lifter, the flagship there, and of course, the number one wheat beer in all the state of Arizona, the Joy Bus Wow Wheat. You can get it to Joy Bus Wow Wheat Light as well. Uh, and all those IPAs. If you're an IPA guy or gal, you can find Perfect One over at Four Peaks. They've got the Raj. I like the Bourbon Aged Raj, which is unbelievable. They've got a whole assortment of bourbon barrels in their back, and they just age their delicious beer and it comes out so smooth perfect pairing with uh one of their many de desserts or appetizers and of course their full menu of food that has great entrees don't miss out on four peaks right now h street and tempe follow them online on socials at four peaks brew and at four peaks pub to get the latest on arizona's premier craft brewery four peaks got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer but uh we love our four peaks it's our proud beer sponsor here at phnx uh, it's funny, you know, this week's been about Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray's not going to play this week in Brock against the Seattle Seahawks. We've known that for a hot minute that the clock officially starts on K1 next week ahead of Baltimore. So there is a game to be played this Sunday in Seattle. And I think a very winnable game for the Arizona Cardinals as Joshua Dobbs attempts to bounce back. Bo, the practice squad, or excuse me, the practice report this week has been a little bit hit or miss, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to determine what's going on with a couple guys. Let's start first with Buda Baker. Buda Baker, he's been out there. Do you believe he's poised to return this Sunday at Seattle? I do. I think that this week was basically Buda gets back on the practice field, see how his hamstring holds up and everything we've seen. Um, he, it's held up. You know, he's one week ahead of schedule. He said it was a six week injury. He's in week five as of today. He looked every bit as Buda Baker does on the practice field and during the open portion. Now, if we take a look at this uh, injury report, producer Damon, if we could take it uh, take it into account here, Buda was limited all week uh, and officially questionable. But I, I really do believe that they'll activate him uh, in time for the game on Sunday, and he'll be right back there on the back end of this defense uh, where we're used to seeing number three here. Now you see at the top of this, this is where it gets a little dicey. Yet Antonio Hamilton didn't practice all week. Neither Jalen Thompson for a second straight week dealing with a hamstring. Uh, he's out. 
Uh, Kyler Murray, of course, ruled out. And then Elijah Wilkinson, your starting guard. I know some of you probably golf clapped that. He's officially out. So <laughs> you have to have a brand new starting. This is the first injury to the offensive line all season. So Elijah Wilkinson will not be at his normal left guard spot. But you're saying, okay, Hamilton's out. Jalen Thompson's out. Those were your two options in the slot. So who's going to play the slot? So that's why I'm even more uh, confident that Buda Baker is going to come back. And then you'll probably have like an Andre Sachere who's been filling in for Buda Baker at the safety spot, maybe play the slot or a, a Kayvon Wallace play the slot. And you'll have another three safety look with one of them handling the nickel or the slot duties. Uh, yeah. I mean, Buda Baker gives an immense increase of production for this. Yeah, just boost, yeah, that type of that type of player, that type of motor. I mean, I think that that's that brings juice to any lineup. And then like respectfully, like I like Antonio Hamilton. Jalen Thompson's a really good player. That's a loss. But we yeah. know that he's gonna be out for a little bit. Like Antonio Hamilton's just kind of been okay. Like we're we're getting to the point with some of these players on the Cardinal defense. It's like, oh no, we lost X or we lost Y. I, I think a lot of these guys, frankly, are are replacement level players. Buda Baker is not. So Buda Baker, even if they don't have a traditional slot receiver or slot cornerback, can make up a lot on this defense. Like Buda's out, that's a problem. Kazir White's out, that's a fucking problem, right? Jalen Thompson. But then like everybody else, I don't want to say is expendable, but is let's just call it interchangeable, right? So I am not as concerned. Like if the Cardinals were going to struggle against the pass with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, they were going to do that with or without Antonio Hamilton. I'll just be frank. Like I, Cardinals do not have a number one corner to be able to cover those guys. Buda Baker will be able to supplement some of that. We've seen Buda Baker have immense success against the Seattle Seahawks in the past. So it, again, we can be out a couple corners, but if that yeah. gives me number three back in the lineup and Buda Baker, like, hell yeah, I'm signing up for that. I'm yeah. With all due respect to Antonio Hamilton. And then additionally, like, this needs to be a B.J. Ojolari breakout game. Can we mm. can we get that going? This pass rush, Zayvon Collins has been up and down with an illness. Like is presumably he should be good to go. Both to your, to your reports to play. Victor Dumikeji has looked good. He's got three and a half sacks. B.J. Ojolari, like Geno Smith, they they love to to throw the football, and mm. their their tackle play has been suspect. This needs to be a game where we see B.J. Ojolari get an increase of snaps, and he needs to play like thirty percent of the game. They need some juice on the edge. Like, I'm not getting the juice from Zayvon Collins that I once thought I would. You know, Dennis Gardeck's been quiet in recent weeks. Outside of Victor Dumakeji, it's been minimal, right? So I think this is a perfect B.J. Ojolari breakout game for this for this defense. But again, like what they're doing with Trey McBride and slowly putting him ahead of, of Zach Ertz, I need to see that now with this team struggling with, with B.J. Ojolari. Yeah, uh, and people asking about Garrett Williams as we talked about the, uh, the secondary and I mean, I, I we've seen Garrett Williams get more on the defensive side of the football during you know the open portion of practice, which is just position drills for the most part. In, in the last couple of weeks, he's kind of been playing that that offensive player role just to yeah. kind of mimic that. And we've seen him more on the defensive side. But I, I don't. This would be maybe a decent week to work him in. Yeah. Uh, but that's best case scenario. I mean, you're not going to see if he is activated and they, I believe they have two roster spots available after the, you know, they, uh, they made some room or whatever. Uh, I think, no, actually they're at 52 right now. So they've got one roster spot available. So most likely it's just to activate Buda Baker. Um, then, so more likely we'll see Garrett Williams activated before Wednesday of next week with the idea. Maybe he could return, make his debut against the Baltimore Ravens. But the names I kind of gave you there as far as Andre Sachere and 
and Kayvon Wallace. I think that those are your options that they would probably move forward with instead of Garrett Williams making his debut. Sports hero feel uh, like the defense is going to ball out. Emotional boost from Buda Baker being back. Totally agree. I think I would be surprised if this defense didn't have a similar outing in the first half like they had last week, uh, subsequently in their loss. Um, I, I think that this defense, again, you're putting together with duct tape at certain positions, but Buda Baker is an elite player. Like he, he is unequivocally their best player. Like Kyler Murray is their most important. Buda Baker at his best in terms of positional value, or excuse me, position ranking, is a top two to three safety in the NFL when he's healthy. And his presence back there cannot be measured. He, he, he gives you an immense boost for the secondary that has been cooked week after week after mm-hmm. week, sometimes by, by marginal quarterbacks. They, they have been getting right. Quarterbacks have been getting right against this defensive back uh, group. So, again, I'm bullish on that. Uh, the, the injury report, again, Elijah Wilkinson, like, let's see what Dennis Daly can do. Elijah Wilkinson to me, like if somebody can just go in and be manageable, competent, like the dude's going to lose his job. He had an abysmal game last week against the LA Rams. I get it. It was Aaron Donald. Like he just looked completely inept out of sync. His effort, I I think could have been better. The Cardinals offensive line is a plus. And so I don't buy the notion that, oh, you're weakening the starting five. They've been together for six weeks. Like if they're not producing, then you need to make a change. And, you know, you told me off air, Brian Baldinger said earlier on the show this week, basically that DJ Humphrey struggles could be a testament mm-hmm. to, you know, Wilkinson's play. If that's the case, get him out of there. Cause I mm-hmm. can't have Wilkinson fudging up two, two positions on top of his own in left guard and now left tackle. Yelda Froholt's been fantastic. Will Hernandez should get Pro Bowl votes. Paris Johnson Jr. has been a sensation, a revelation at right tackle. The biggest, biggest error. And hole in this offensive line is left guard. Let's see who else can get out there. And, ma- and maybe this is the tipping point if Dennis Daly or somebody else can come in and produce for this team. Yeah, Dennis Daly, Tristan Colon, those are going to be options. Those are guys who've rotated in the last couple of weeks. Real quick, let's take a look at the Seahawks injury report uh, from today. A couple interesting names. Tyler Lockett did not practice. He's been limited all week with a hamstring. And then uh, for actually getting an action in a limited capacity for the first time all week is DK Metcalf. Having ribs and hip injuries, he's questionable. Ooh. I mean, Lockett's not – he doesn't have a, a game status, so he's probably good to go. They were just resting him. But, uh, you know, it. that's not, not – I mean, the DK thing is, is he going to be with a rib injury and a hip injury? Is he going to be, uh, you know, at full strength? The answer is no. But, you know, is a, is a 60%, 70% DK Metcalf – you know, against this defense is, is still a, a, a major, major danger to uh, – and threat to the Arizona Cardinals and, and what they want to try to do and how they slow things down. But, uh, and we'll get more into kind of breaking this game down and where they're going to have to slow some key playmakers down for Seattle, including number nine in the backfield. But uh, if you can slow DK down in any capacity, it's a good thing for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Like, I think we need to talk about like Geno Smith has, has not been great this year. I think he's been okay. He's been solid. Like they played one less care game. Of the football for the most part. I think just three picks. Yeah, they. But again, five touchdowns in in five games is pretty average, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and with with two great receivers, we call that game. mid. It's pretty yeah, mid. <laughs> pretty mid. I mean, I know Dobbs has played one more game, but their numbers are very similar, right? The difference is Seattle's defense has has been pretty solid. They lost to the Rams in Week One, thirty to thirteen, but then they beat a very good Detroit team. They outlasted Carolina. They whooped up on the Giants, and then they lost to Cincinnati. Like. 
this is a winnable game for the Arizona Cardinals. I know a lot of the fans think, you know, this the season's over. It's difficult. I can't watch any more Joshua Dobbs. If you get to Joshua Dobbs from two and a half, three weeks ago, he can win you this game. Yeah. Now, is is there too much tape on Joshua Dobbs now? Can a savvy defensive head coach and Pete Carroll, you know, make Josh Dobbs look like he did last week against the LA Rams? Potential. And then also, I think Kenneth Walker poses a huge, huge problem for this team that cannot stop the run right now. We saw when the LA Rams decided they were done screwing around to start the second half, they, they you know, they, they put the Cardinals over the barrel. I mean, it, it was unwatchable the third and fourth quarter for this team in their run defense. So again, like maybe they get a boost from Buda Baker. He can help in, in run support and maybe another week for Jonathan Ledbetter and Stills and these guys get more comfortable. But until the Cardinals can stop the run consistently, it's going to be tough sledding, Kyler Murray or not. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Joshua Dobbs didn't just forget how to play football. He didn't just figure it out and and get it going against, you know, the league's one of the league's top defenses in Dallas and and able to put together one of his best performances and, you know, have a solid defense against an elite defense, have a solid game against an elite defense in San Francisco. I mean, he's he's missing throws. If if he can just make the throws that are there for him. If he makes the right read to Rondell Moore, it's different. If he if he drops the ball in the bucket to Hollywood Brown, which we've seen before, yeah, uh, you know, I I think that if he can just settle down and, and keep the poise and the composure that you need from a starting caliber quarterback, you know, he's going to be able to make the play. It's going to be a hostile environment. You know, there's some ball hawking corners over there you got to look out for. They got you know, according to Jonathan Gannon, multiple war daddies on that defense. Uh, it it's not it the it, the road doesn't get any easier. But it's up to Joshua Dobbs to just kind of turn back the clock and play how he did those previous two weeks. He's capable of doing it. Like, he's not a lost cause. He's just, just got to do it. He's just got to make those reads and make those throws. Dylan Richards, friend of the program at $1.99 Super Chat. When do we hear from Kyler Murray K1 and why has it been so long? I think probably because they want him to focus on getting, getting healthy, getting right on the practice field. And maybe they don't make him available, Bo. Uh, fair or not, until the week he's quarterback one and is going to start subsequently on that Sunday. Yeah, I would bet we we potentially hear from a Kyler Murray uh, next week. I, I would bet. And, and that's not any like, hey, he's going to be activated next week. But I, I think they just wanted to get him some practices under his belt and then right. you know have something to talk about, like how he's feeling and, and how things are going to where now it's just like, hey, how was your rehab and stuff like that. I think that they right. wanted to kind of get some things that are – that he can actually discuss and not have to speculate himself about, you know, how are things going to go? Like he can actually tell you like, well, I'm a weekend and this is how things are going. So I, we could, but you know, at the same time, you know, during a game week, it's still, they could just keep him hidden until they absolutely have to. So he came out in training camp and spoke. I think he's, he's more willing to do that in a weird way. He probably misses us. I, you know, we'll see. Uh, you have a fun story to tell later in the podcast about, you know, certain, certain quarterback at Cardinal practice yeah. today. Uh, Diamondbacks, Phillies in the first inning right now. Diamondbacks minus 105 right now. The money line with our friends at BetMGM. If you're thinking about dabbling on Cardinal football, postseason baseball, make sure you're doing it with our friends at BetMGM. Bet 10, get $200 for free. Sign up with the promo code PHNX. Again, place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the mobile device, the application BetMGM Sportsbook of at least 10 bucks. It could be more than 10 if you're feeling frisky, but just 10 bucks, you're going to receive $200 in additional winnings, regardless of the outcome of your wager. It's four easy steps. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app 
on Android or iOS devices, or better yet, visit betmgm.com. Sign up with the bonus code PHNX. Again, I, I like the Diamondbacks tonight. If I'm a first-time user, BetMGM, I get that $10 bet. I put it on whatever I want. I get the winnings, plus I get $200 in additional bonus bets, regardless of the income or the outcome of the game. Sign up with BetMGM. Again, bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach. Talk about it in the disclaimer. Link problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. I uh, was pretty fired up after the Diamondbacks walk-off win yesterday in the ninth inning, Del Marte with the uh, the game-winning single. So nice. much so that I was like, let's get tickets uh, to Saturday's game. That, that actually locked in a game five at the very least for the D-backs. And uh, my wife and I jumped on the interwebs, and we made a mistake. We went to just dbacks.com first to look for our tickets and that was a huge mistake and i i was discouraged it's like these numbers these it's way too expensive then i jumped on the game time app and the game time app was to the rescue and i saved myself some money as well by using this promo code phnx got 20 bucks off already some banging seats uh for not a banging price loved what i found on game time app so much so that we are going me my wife and my two-year-old son to the ball game tomorrow night hopefully the diamondbacks win this bullpen game tonight and they can take a 3-2 lead tomorrow. If they do so, I'll be in attendance. Join me by jo- using the Game Time app. Sign up today. Get the, Create an account. Use that code PHNX and get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create that account. Redeem the code PHNX for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Those last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Told you I picked up some Laker Suns tickets on the game time app. I was scouring the websites, the ticketing websites, just to compare. Nobody compares to our friends Mm -hmm. at game time. Nothing also compares to prediction time here on PHNX Cardinals podcast. But before we get to that, let's talk about Bull Brock, some key matchups ahead of the uh, Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinal matchup this weekend. I I know what I'm looking at. It's the guy that was cooking Ram DBs last week. Can he do it again? Plus his better quarterback play. How about our guy? Hollywood Brown, can he take it to the, let's just call it the Rick Woolen, RIP Woolen this weekend. If Hollywood Brown can go off for a deep ball, Woolen himself for the Seattle Seahawks, 92 yards, two tutties, and only two passes defense. Seattle's got decent corners. Uh, frankly, he is not one of them. Tariq Woolen, after a banner year last year, yeah. has, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Hollywood Brown scores a touchdown against Tariq Woolen. I, I think that some of his cachet has been lost from his rookie season. I think Hollywood Brown cooks him for a touchdown with Joshua Dobbs pulling the trigger. I, I hope so. I mean, I, I Tariq Woolen, Harik Woolen, he bottled up Hollywood Brown in that matchup in Seattle last year. So I think that's why this matchup is so key. We look at Hollywood Brown, 29 catches, 334 yards and three tutties. I mean, he those numbers could be a lot better if, if he has better quarterback play and more accurate footballs. Like at least you can add one more touchdown to that list, uh, to that stat, that stat line. And then you're right. It's it's not that important that that impressive. Like he's Wollen's given up to two touchdowns. 
I, I think this this has to be a bounce back game if the Arizona Cardinals want to have like the the Seattle Seahawks are pretty stout in the run in the run defense. So yeah. you're going to have to get after these corners and throw the football. And in the the court the the wide receiver that's been the most consistent for this Cardinals receiving core has been Hollywood Brown. He's got to get it going and, and not have uh, you know obviously it ended an injury last year. You obviously don't want that to happen. But before that. He was also bottled up by by the, the the defensive secondary, and you like to look him kind of win this battle come Sunday. Don, I'll appreciate you, my guy. Love this podcast. Love to be back on this podcast previewing Seattle hosting at the Arizona Cardinals. And then we touched on it: how the Arizona Cardinals going to stop Kenneth Walker the third? Bull Brock. It's got to be starting with Kazir White, linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals, having a banner season. One could argue he's been a Pro Bowl-level linebacker, 55 total tackles, two sacks coming over from Philadelphia now, the captain, the the play caller for the Cardinals' defense. Kenneth Walker's the the real deal Holyfield. I mean, he can burn you. He carved up the Cardinals last week, or last year, albeit a Vance Joseph defense. Cardinals are, are having a tough time stopping the run when other teams commit to the run. You know, Dallas got away from it. They prospered. But, man, what Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, and subsequently last week, that fifth rounder from the Rams did in the second half, the the Cardinals need the very best from Kazir White to be able to slow down Seattle's offense, which I think, Bo Brock, is predicated on running the football. Yeah, I wasn't going to be a broken record and, and put a defensive lineman up here. Obviously, it, it starts up front, but if they're going to have any chance, number seven is going to be after one that's going to be meeting at the line of the scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage with the running backs because you're not getting the play from your defensive front that you would like. And as you pointed out, I mean, the games that they've, they've been in, they've been competitive in, they've been able to slow down the run. But the, when things get away from them, that's when that run defense kind of uh, – really comes apart, right? And and Kazir White is somebody that, that can make some big plays in here, maybe potentially make the Seattle defense one-dimensional if they can take number nine out of this. I, when I was looking at the gaudy numbers from the Seattle offense, I made sure and asked Jonathan Gannon, like, when you look at this team and how how – how kind of potent they are and how balanced they are and how they can get it going in the pass game, in the rush game, they take care of the football. Like, how do you potentially slow that? Where do you start? And he says it starts with number nine. So you slow down Kenneth Walker the third. I think that that gives you an opportunity come Sunday to to compete and stay competitive in this game and, and potentially steal one. Cardinals are 0-2. In the division uh, under Jonathan Gannon, let's 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 get that man back closer to 500 with a dub this weekend. It's prediction time. I'm happy to go first. You want to check the gut meter first? No, I want to save the gut meter. I want to save it for the end of the show. How dare you, Bo Brock? This is prediction time. The gut meter can wait. The gut meter. Listen, the gut. My gut's rumbling to tell everybody who I like this weekend that are going to step up for the Cardinals. And what I think right now, PHNX Cardinals faithful, is going to be a Cardinal win. I think the morale is boosted for this team with Kyler Murray and Buda Baker back in the fold. I know Kyler's just practicing. Let's start on offense. Trey McBride, ever heard of him? He was great last week, and I think he's going to be even better this week. Seattle can be susceptible to opposing tight ends. I think Trey McBride now tight end one over Zach Ertz gets multiple targets in the red zone. Trey McBride scored a touchdown this weekend, folks. Anytime touchdown for Trey McBride, he's going to steal Zach Ertz. Targets in the red zone, a big part of the Cardinals getting to 24 points. How about on the defensive side? I I don't know how you cannot choose Buda Baker this week. He's going to be the catalyst for what I think is going to be their best defensive showing since the Dallas game. 
Seattle, his home state of Washington, going to go out and ball out. Love to see it. Number three, you just you have a different vibe about this team when he's suiting up the captain. And then I mentioned it, DJ Humphreys. Like, come on, bro, get your shit together. Like, <laughs> Seattle's pass rushers, they're fine. They're pretty solid. You've gotten cooked each of the last three weeks. Like, help your quarterback. Joshua Dobbs cannot be an accurate passer with you having defensive ends laying all over him. He needs a clean pocket like he had for much mm-hmm. of the season to start with. You're, you're, you're right now in a position, DJ Humphreys, where the fan base is ready to turn on you, turn that back around on them and say, I am the player worth $13, $14 million. I am worthy of being a captain. I am be- worthy of being a stalwart. Stop getting over outproduced by, you know, rookies and, and journeymen. Like, come out there and be a stalwart for this team up front on the offensive line. If DJ Humphreys plays well offensively, Cardinals are going to score points. If he struggles, Joshua Dobbs is going to subsequently struggle. I'm going to say, I'm going to give DJ the benefit of the doubt that doesn't happen. Cardinals win this game on a last second Matt Prater field goal in the wind, in the rain to beat the Seattle Seahawks 24 to 21. Cardinals move to two and five. Hit that like button for that prediction. I mean, I just, just will it into existence. I love it. Uh, optimism. Let's, let's let it just kind of, uh, uh, let's let it marinate here. Let's just kind of live in it right now. Because why? We, why, we, are you, why are you teasing this up? What do you got <laughs> no. to say to this audience, Bo? Right. Because I want the likes now. Because I don't think they're going to like when I look at my predictions. Because I, I just don't see a defense that uh, is prepared to slow down this this offense from the Seattle Seahawks. I just don't. Even with the with Buda Baker coming back. But if they're going to have a shot, I do have the Cardinals losing this one 31 to 20 to wow. the Seahawks. But if they're going to step up, they are going to have to have a guy like Michael Wilson have a big game. Uh, we got to going up against a couple of their corners out there. The, the, if, if, if Hollywood Brown has a repeat performance, you're going to have to have the third rounder, 96th overall selection at Stanford, show up for the first time in two weeks. Uh, love to see 14 out there making big plays again for the Arizona Cardinals. And then on the defensive side of the football, who's been re- wreaking the most havoc, getting the most pressures? It's that guy out of Duke, Victor Dumakeji. And when you look at the, you talked about maybe a vulnerable offensive line. It's at the right tackle spot, and that's usually where Dumakeji is kind of lined up or coming off the edge against. I think that's where he can maybe get after Geno Smith. So Dumakeji can maybe add to his sack total this season. And then you're saying, oh, for your X factor, you've got Cardinals RB one and Keonta Ingram, but I don't expect him to make this like huge impact, but if he's a guy that get get like three to four yards per carry and and really set yourself up in second and third and manageable, I think that that can be an X factor for the Arizona Cardinals and what they want to do offensively. Maybe even bust off you know an explosive run as far as you know maybe one or two runs close to ten yards or more. That'd be huge for the Arizona Cardinals offense and go a long way in helping out Joshua Dobbs. But unfortunately, I, I just think that. You know, the Seahawks outside of the, the game last week, this offense has put up big points and the Arizona Cardinals have faced worse offenses and, and performed poorly. Uh, this is a this is a big boy offense in the NFL. And, and despite, you know, pedestrian numbers from Geno Smith, I think that him and with Kenneth Walker, the third and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett could be a nightmarish day and maybe another 30 burger on the Cardinals uh, defense. You know, I was enjoying my return to the show after a, yeah. a two-day absence, okay. and now I just I want to punch you right in the mouth <laughs> uh, for that prediction. Love these uh, sports heroes. Sensible Johnny is here. I am sensible. Take the Cardinals money line with BetMGM uh, and use your bonus bucks or not because it's going to hit negative bow with twenty to thirty-one according to yeah. Fishbowl Flash. I don't I don't like that negativity, but I will turn it to bow because the gut meter is back now. 
Bobrock crafted this gut meter by hand. So let's mm-hmm. see what Bobrock thinks the gut meter is. Chiseled with cardinal, it. Yeah, with a cardinal loss at thirty-one twenty. Good hell. What do you got for me? You're a little bit of a bump. It was about maybe halfway up last week against the Rams, a two and three team that they lose twenty-six to nine against. I think JG with uh, getting a little boost from Buda Baker returning the field uh, on Sunday and Kyler Murray returning the practice field. We get a little extra juice and we're going to effing gut these guys meter. The gut meter says about 75% and uh, a little bit happier JG, but hopefully a, a better performance will we'll do that. Um, not maxed all the way out. I think that the next time this thing's maxed out is after a dub or when Kyler Murray returns. Got you for that prediction. How dare you? Uh, if 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 the Cardinals win this game, we're going to put Buda Baker's head on that for the post game show along with JG because something tells me number three is going to have a big part in how this game goes down this weekend. And speaking of this weekend, yeah. listen, I know there's a lot of college football on. There's a lot of NFL. Could be you know stimulation overload. I'm walking through my neighborhood. There's ghouls and goblins everywhere. I just need to <laughs> chill out, mellow out. I do it with my friends. At OG's Flavoring Life Streams. Hello, I'm looking to have a dream with some of their, I don't know, tremendous gummies. 420 times easier with the fruits and creams mixed bag. Hello, Bo Brock. They've got <laughs> Hall of Fame flavors in one place like blackberries, cream, orange creamsicle, peaches and cream, red apple, watermelon, and peach. Again, they're fantastic. Our favorite cannabis kitchen. Check them out at OG's Brands for yourself. Try one or multiple. Be, be safe. Be responsible. Many, too many delicious flavors. Check them out across their socials at OG's Brands and online at ogbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary, dispensary near you. Got to be 21 years and older to purchase. You're a ghoul uh, goblin sometimes when you don't wear your shady rays, your eyes get all bloodshot and we don't want that, right? You don't want you to look like a ghoul. And we also don't want you to look like a goblin coming out with that dungeon tan. Go out there and get some sun (laughs) and do it safely with our friends over at Shady Rays. We love Shady Rays. Hey, become a Shady Rays owner today and don't just purchase one pair. Purchase two pairs of Shady Rays and you can cash in on the biggest deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, either online or you can go check them out for yourself up in North Scottsdale at Carolyn Commons. They've got a store there, and you can use that promo code. Just shout it from the rooftops, PHNX. You'll get 50% off uh, with, with no hesitation. Also, no hesitation on their insane protection plan on all their eyewear. If you lose or you break your sunglasses, they're going to replace them. Find out why 250,000 people are rating these Five stars, Shady Rays. It's a premium product, but not at a premium price. PHNX, 50% off, ShadyRays.com, and up in North Scottsdale and Kirkland Commons at their store, Shady Rays, ShadyRays.com. Love them. Didi, in the chat, if we win this game, I'm going to buy two PHNX t-shirts. Didi, I'd like to shake your hand. That's a, that's a <laughs> tremendous <laughs> comment. Why wait, though? Why, why wait? Let's go on the gophnx.com right now. Get a yeah. t-shirt for free. How about the bird game t-shirt or the hat that Bo Brock's got right now? The traditional baseball hat, black chef's kiss. Become a diehard right now. Gophnx.com. Get a free hat and or shirt every single year you're signed up. It basically pays for itself. You get 20% off all future PHNX events. Exclusive access to the exclusive member discord. You can yell at Bo Brock and I. Get takes. Get Sites from practice you can't get anywhere else. But again, you got to become a diehard at GoPHNX. Plus, the 90% that's free on the website, you get that sweet, sweet 10% that's behind. I don't like to use the word paywall, but it's behind an area where you have to become a diehard. It's exclusive for you. Go become a diehard. 
Check out the many workings of my talented peers, including Gerald Borgay, Jesse Freeman, who's cranking out the content on the reg as the Diamondbacks are poised, hopefully, to advance from the NLCS. And, of course, our PHNX Cardinals beat reporter, Howard Bowles, or all that and more. Go PHNX.com. Become a diehard today, Bob Brock. Let's talk about exclusive content from practice. Okay. okay. <laughs> last no, couple hey, weeks, hit me with it. Here we go. Last team, couple weeks, we, we've had a couple incidents between your boy and the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon, where I may or may not have said, hey, let's, let's gut these guys in – I, I didn't get the response. I think anybody I, I wanted to kind of uh, fall off the face of those of the earth, right? Just call let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, it was bad, right? It was it was cr- very cringeworthy. So I've had yeah. a, a, some cringeworthy moments uh, between me and JG. Now maybe did I have a cringeworthy moment? Uh, make a fool of myself in front of a franchise quarterback. Um, we'll tread lightly because I, I don't know how much of this it was during maybe the closed portion. Uh, but I went to the locker room, got some sound, got some video from Arizona Cardinals players. I just gotten some video that you saw early in this program from quarterbacks coach Israel Wolfork. And I came out of the locker room and I'm listening to my phone because I want to get you good people, all the action, all the sights and sounds on our Twitter account at PHNX underscore Cardinals. So I'm listening to it. And there was a player, we'll just call him player one, right? And he's out there working out, putting in some extra work, right? And working with a resistance brand, band and dropping back and turns around and catches eyes with me about 15 yards away. And he's got a football in his hands. And I've got in my dominant hand here, my phone. And player one throws me at about 55%, you know, arm strength. A dot that's coming. The ball's on me quick, Johnny. And I go with my left hand to try to D-hop this ball or OBJ this one and just make a spectacular catch. You didn't try to body catch it? I did try to body catch it because okay. it just it just hits right off my chest. And then and it just hits to the ground, and I scramble to the ground <laughs> like a dorky-looking journalist, unathletic, uncoordinated, pick up the football. Try to throw a perfect spiral, you know, back towards the, the coaches and the players that were in the vicinity, and uh, I airmailed the throw and make a complete fool of myself. Didn't oh drop the God. phone. I should have just dropped the phone. Is this and, the last day for this podcast now? As a result, there, there was a whole lot of shame. But I'll say, player one uh, jokingly said, "I'm locked in." Said, "I'm locked in." He was, he was, he was ready to put a, a ball on a on a dime. Even to an unathletic, uncoordinated reporter coming out of the locker room. I listen, I'm gonna back you up, and you don't usually give me this this kind of support, but I'll be straight with the, our audience. Bo has good hands. But former high school baseball player has good natural hands. So I'm gonna tell you right now, everybody in the chat, your biggest mistake. Your biggest mistake was to not drop the phone. Yeah, everybody now instincts take over and you're you're trying to protect the phone. I get that. Just like I once tried to protect a t-shirt while while chugging a drink on this show. <laughs> you're everybody is saying you drop the phone at that point and you square up and you do this, right? You make the you make the spade yeah. right here for Kyler Murray, but the reaction time I would imagine. I didn't say it was Kyler Murray. Murray. Or I'm sorry, quarter quarterback <laughs> one. Excuse me. I misspoke. I just assuming I don't know this story. Now you you did see my hands on display during training camp. There was right, errant, I, there was an errant Jeff Driscoll pass that skipped on the grass that you that I did. You but then I point I I high pointed off the gla- the grass and 
It was uh, it was a solid play. This did was that college. Did you play college baseball? JUCO. If yeah, so I, listen. If I, you, you said your, high school. If I if I I've got my my phone up here to my ear, like here, and I I'm walking on a sidewalk. So if I drop this and. I'm I'm really kind of tempting fate here. I don't have any case oh, on, this on thing. Okay, so it was on grass. No. Okay. The player was on grass. I was walking on a side. If I drop it, I think the I think the players are like, bro, you dropped your phone for that. So talk to me about the throw. It wasn't back to the like I said, it was on me, man. It was on me. It was a it was a dot. No, no, no. Your throw back to I was like, fine. But did you throw it back to the quarterback? No. Well, I don't. I don't want to throw it to the quarterback. Him jam a finger and I'm. Oh, so it wasn't like it wasn't like reciprocated. Like we're gonna have a, a quick catch here. He had moved on from you after you had dropped the pass. Yeah, he was like he said he was locked in. He was right, locked he, in. He, he turned his back. He was on to the drill, and you know the, the the onlookers, like the coaches and the players that were also like they couldn't believe he threw it to me, and. And they were like kind of shocked that he made me look like the biggest ass in the world. You know, a, a jerk would sit here and besmirch you and say, how could you do this? <laughs> I have 100% confidence I would have also dropped that pass. Now, that probably doesn't surprise a lot of people, but I also would have struggled to to, to complete it back to, to the coaches and players. So I'm going to say I credit you for trying yeah. and thank you for being humble on this podcast like you always are. And I hope that you get an opportunity to redeem yourself at practice. That's all I want now. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be awake in my bed tonight. It's probably going to be three in the morning, and I'm going to be thinking about, man, if I could have just pulled yeah. that catch in, like You're if like I that that means if I could have just like OBJ'd that right, just just caught it clean and then spun it, and then just walked off into the distance. I'm sure Monty Austinfort would have tried to flag me down. I'd be like, hey, oh, hey, where are you going? Where are you going with hands like that? I'm going to I'm going to work. I'm locked in. Yeah. You're like you're like that meme. <laughs> the guy sitting in his bed, his wife's like, he's probably thinking about a, another woman, and you're thinking about we gotta get you and, and your wife to recreate that. And it's just a bubble of <laughs> dropping passes at cards practice. Thank you for sharing that story. And and this this is a podcast um, about honesty and so much know, pride, open. but so much yeah. shame at the same time. Listen, we all have things to to get better at, and Bo has to get better at not embarrassing the show while he's at the Tempe facility in, in more ways. Can you imagine the player in the locker room like, hey, I tried to throw a pass to a reporter. Shocker, he didn't catch it. Fumble it around like a big idiot. <laughs> They're just laughing behind the scenes. You know what you should do? You should ask Greg Dorch if I, if if the franchise quarterback had, had spoken about it privately and uh, <laughs> get, get Greg Dorch's take. And maybe, maybe on the show, the next Greg Dorch pod, you guys can work live on the show about you catching a ball with one hand and Greg can give you tips on how to catch a football. Just get my good. phone up like good this content, and then yeah. he'll just fire off, uh, just hit me with spirals right in the chest. Man, this, this is the content you can't get anywhere else. Nowhere else are you going to get a vulnerable co-host of a podcast coming on here and saying that sharing, I'm sharing my life with all of you. There, the good I mean, and the bad. We're we're getting up there on you embarrassing yourself <laughs> with Cardinal players and coaches on this this show. Uh and listen, I I I hope we get to a point where you're able to redeem yourself. You, yeah. you don't have to do anything for me. You're you're an A plus in my book. You're gonna catch a hundred <laughs> out of a hundred balls that I throw your way. Uh you guys are fantastic here. It's been a banner week. I'm happy to be back. Thank you for the for the warm wishes uh and i'm excited to see everybody at MGM this weekend bo yeah absolutely uh britain golden's gonna be back out there 
You're going to be out there, the wing king in full form, enjoying some delicious wings from the BetMGM Sportsbook out in Glendale. Join us. We've got some great giveaways. I think we're going to have some tickets uh, to the upcoming Arizona Cardinals home game, which would be week eight against the Baltimore Ravens. Could be the debut of a certain player. I don't know. I mean, we can't say that for sure, but if you get tickets... If you're not buying the next two home tickets for this team, what are you doing? Like those are the two outside of Suns Lakers and Diamondbacks postseason. Like, man, it's a it's a banner time to be a sports fan here in Arizona, Bo. Yeah, no, it is. It's a great time. Uh, Kyler back to practice. Buddha potentially back in the lineup. Kyler's return looming. D backs in the playoffs. Suns about to tip their season. Coyotes are. Just crushing the St. Louis Blues six to two, coming home for their home opener tomorrow. You got a new coach for the Merc. You got, I mean, everybody's trending in the right direction. Who knows? Maybe the Sun Devils will shock the world tomorrow against Washington. I don't know. But well, if it happens, well, PHNX Sports is gonna, PHNX Sports is your is your spot. So make sure you uh, you like and subscribe to this channel. Set up for alerts and notifications, uh, but also you're following along at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Let's get to 10K followers to that damn thing already. Let's do that as well. Great content on a daily basis. A bunch of, a bunch of extra accounts. Uh, go to Elon and just yeah. make make about five to 10 accounts tonight if you guys could spare some time in your Friday night. In the meantime, 200 likes on this video because Kyler Murray's awesome. In practice, you guys are awesome for the support of this podcast. We're on track to have an even bigger month then the month of September here, uh, just what, 10 days out, 12 days out from, from Halloween. We're excited. Again, BetMGM this weekend, pregame, halftime, postgame from your definitive Arizona Cardinal podcast. Myself, Bull Brock, Britton Golden, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. We're getting reviews on the podcast. We appreciate it. In the meantime, for Bull Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you at the game.